Welcome to the Brunch with Mamas podcast, where we spill the tea on all things motherhood. I'm Elizabeth, a Canadian Olympian, generally living in Austria, and mama to Hurricane Hendrix. And I'm Nicole, a tea-drinking, donut-obsessed, registered nurse, and mama to baby Aubrey. We want to bring you the unscripted, realness, rawness, and humor in motherhood. Join us weekly as we sit down for brunch with seasoned mothers and professionals who share their tips and tricks. Because our goal is for you to feel less alone on this wild ride we call motherhood. All right. Hello and welcome back to another Brunch with Mamas podcast. We are super excited. We have the first dad guest on our show. And in continuation from our last couple of episodes, we have the husband from Candice, Anthony Morello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, Anthony. Thanks for I'm excited to be here. <laughs> we are super happy to have you. So for our listeners who have kind of heard those last three episodes, um, they have an idea of what has happened. You lived it, obviously, and have not listened to the episodes, which is totally fine. So we're looking forward to hearing your fresh perspective um, on all of that fatherhood in that very early stage uh, after Candace gave birth. But first of all, we want to hear from you. Um, what was it like finding out that you were going to be a papa and kind of the buildup towards that? Uh, I was like so super excited when I found out. Uh, I know we were, we kind of decided in a short, very short window that, hey, you know, let's just, let's just try to have a kid, see what happens. And um, literally it happened like a week later or maybe two weeks later. Candace was feeling kind of like nauseous and sick. And I was like, okay, well, like, all right. Like, yeah, okay. She's like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. I think I'm pregnant. And I was like, I don't know if you're actually pregnant. And I kind of was like hoping in my mind that she was, but I was, um, but I didn't want to like get excited. So I was just like kind of downplaying it. I was like, yeah, all right. You're probably not. And then, um, and then I was at work and, you know, it was funny that day, there was a couple guys that were asking me, Hey, are you gonna have a baby? Are you gonna have a baby? And I was like, <laughs> like no, I don't know why you're asking. Cause like, I didn't tell anyone we were trying. Um, and they were asking me, Hey, are you going to have a baby? Cause they knew I was kind of like, you know, I'm settled in my career and like, we're kind of like the perfect candidates for a baby, even though there's no time for a baby. Um, but so I came home that day and then we, she like had, I don't know if she told you, but she had like all this stuff on the door, uh, that there's like a March 22 baby's room under construction or something like that. And it was amazing. It was like super exciting. And I was so excited. We told like everyone, we didn't like, like, you know, they're, everyone's supposed to wait for three months, but we like literally told everyone. And we even announced on Facebook and it was like, oh, we already know. <laughs> so we were really excited about that. Um, Candace struggled through a pregnancy, like not mentally or anything, just like physically. I think she was really struggling. Um, but we had a lot of friends that were pregnant as well. And there was a lot of support through that. And then, and then, yeah, we had the baby at home and I'm sure she's told you all about that. Uh, so it was a home birth and I was like, uh, so I didn't know what to expect. I thought we were going to do it at the, the hospital, but, um, no, we knew, sorry, I knew going into it, it was going to be a home birth. It wasn't a surprise home birth. It wasn't a surprise home birth. So, but like during it, her pregnancy, the plan was hospital, right? And it was at the beginning, kind of and then slowly, yeah it was like and I was like uh I always thought to myself oh like babies that are born at home die 
but and then the the um these guys at work his wife's a paramedic and he's like oh you can't have a home birth because like how oh my my wife always gets called to the homes with home births and it's like well, well no, she like, gets called to the ones that have to like, go to the hospital think, but not yeah. the good ones <laughs> exactly i was like well if there was a, a successful home birth they're probably not going to call her you know what i mean yeah. and and i re i was thinking like if like you know the government has like a lot of control i think and sorry i don't want to get into that but like they have a lot of control like they wouldn't allow babies to be born at home if they died all the time because mm -hmm. those are like your future citizens you know that's what that was my mindset i was like okay so if like uh, if like like not, she's not gonna die i was thought thought she was gonna die but anyways um yeah we had a home birth and it was like really going into going into the due date as the due date was approaching you had confidence and felt safe that candace was yeah, having oh, you weren't like freaking out totally. about it okay yeah, yeah. Totally. the midwives really calmed us down and gave us like some information and yeah and I actually like, I loved having the home birth. It was awesome. Except the uh, midwife wasn't there like the, the whole time. Did Candace tell you about that? We got some of that story, yeah. yeah she's like, I gotta go like deliver another baby and I'll be right back. I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, I wasn't- sure, I'll figure, figure it out, okay, yeah. I wasn't the greatest like support husband. I <laughs> I was like answering phone calls and like, had, I, I, it was so funny. I had, this lady, she called me for a reference check. Did Candace tell you this part? No. Oh, well, I've heard this story, I think, on the side, but it's a good story, so feel free to retell it because it's pretty so, funny. Um, so we have, like, a rental property, and, like, this lady from Vancouver called me for a reference, and I, I answered it, and she's, like, the sweetest old lady, and I just wanted to talk to her, and Candace was, like, just screaming in the background. I was, like, yeah, you know, this tenant would be a good option. He's, he'd be good. And, um... <clears throat> And I was like, you know, I should probably get going. My wife's gonna have a baby. And the baby came out like five minutes later. Oh it was, God. it was like, oh my goodness, that was not, not wise of me. And Candace was a little upset with me, but it's all good. Were um, there any moments, Anthony, where when the midwife wasn't there, were you freaking out that, oh my gosh, what if Candace has the baby no. and like, I have to catch it? No, she said, she's like, oh yeah, she's like four hours away. That's what she told me. And like she came back like 20 minutes, maybe half an hour later, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, she's ready to have a baby." And so the coolest part—I I won't, I won't get into it—but the coolest part for me was I like she got into like a different position, and then she started like, like her whole body just like she couldn't like help it. Her whole body like pushed the baby out. I could see like the muscles like like they were like shrinking uh, around the baby. It was crazy. That was like the coolest part for me. Um, and yeah uh, that's awesome that you got to witness that because i feel like not every dad gets to be um what's the word like as present potentially well i feel like when you're when you're in the hospital there's just more people in the room and like the mom might be like laying in bed it's just a different view right so the fact that candace was you guys were in lola's nursery right and candace was in a birth pool and it was just you candace and the midwife like that is really special it was it was pretty special and we had some like nice music playing in the background and it was a good it was a good experience for sure so from that experience you mentioned potentially you weren't the best support at times so what is your biggest like takeaway or if you had to do it again what would you do better or differently as a partner mm, um 
uh, you know, I, I, I was still there. Like the only thing I could really do was like put my hands on her back. She's like, Oh, help. And I was like, ah, okay. I'll just like put my hands on your back. And I think that that helped her a little bit. And then, um, I think I could have probably just like, like just been a little more present, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. My, um, I think next time I probably won't answer my phone. <laughs> uh, I, and I, I don't mean to paint you in like, uh, you weren't present in the moment or something like this. Like you sound like a very supportive partner for Candace through this. It was just a yeah. cute anecdote, I guess. Of yeah, no, no. I, in the middle of. <laughs> okay. So you guys heard it from here. Anthony's biggest advice, put your phone on do not disturb. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but even then, like people were like texting, "Oh, hey, what's going on?" I was well, trying to update people, and and I just it was it was a long process too. Like it was actually well compared to other people, I hear it was like a shorter process, um, but it was it was still a long process. So I I still had like I went you know I, I ordered a pizza and then I was having pizza. and then Candice I was trying to feed Candice. I made her a smoothie and it was just like a it wasn't like something that I could like kneel over the bed or the, the, the pool the whole time. It was, uh, it was a tough thing, I guess. Um, to, to, I, I, I think it was okay, but yeah, but maybe just like pick and choose who you're going to talk. I've never even met this lady that I was talking <laughs> <about>. <laughs> This little old lady, you're like, yeah, sure. I'll help you right now. Uh, yeah. That is a good point though. Cause like as the partner, um, you are kind of the middleman between what's going on in the birthing room and the outside world. So if family or friends know that Candace is in labor, they're going to be contacting you. So that's a huge weight on your yeah. shoulders to, um yeah continue the just like i guess give updates right and deciding how much info to give yeah yeah exactly and yeah. then did, were there any moments where you felt helpless or um yeah like the whole thing was like she was just in so much like pain the the contractions felt like forever and i was just like sorry like what do you want me to do i can Oh, like I had like this wet cloth that I was putting on her head, and and I was like, I felt I was like the the midwife would come and she would like soothe her a little, like oh you're doing okay, like positive affirmations, and I'd try to do that I guess, but yeah, it was pretty like I was pretty like useless like in a big in the big picture of it, like I guess yeah I felt pretty helpless because um, yeah it's just time to like you're doing things that someone needed to do right like someone needed to make Candace that smoothie someone needed to keep those cloths yeah. cold and wet and like I don't know I think it's important that partners and husbands do know that they still have a role even though they're not the ones that are like contracting the uterus to get the baby out um yeah and like that's it's on her like she's the one delivering the baby that's just like that's the way it is that's the way we were made and uh, like ladies were designed to deliver babies and guys were not so like yeah. it's just that's what it is <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Was, about that. so once Lola was born things got different potentially than what you had expected I would imagine <laughs> yeah so like do you do you want me to talk about like um like the week after she was born or the week or like right away or like right when she was born first let's let's hear your experience right when she was born and then we'll get right into it right when she was born she didn't cry for like um she didn't cry for like two and a half hours we like calculated we counted and it was really scary for me because i was like 
don't babies cry when they're born and like they she tried everything rubber back and and uh, she was pretty like purple and i guess that's normal but like in my mind i think when a baby's born a baby cries mm-hmm. and it didn't cry for or she didn't cry for a really long time and it really it really scared me and even the whole two and a half hours i was like like why is she crying she's like ah, oh, the ladies midwives were like oh it's all good don't worry about it and and i thought like maybe there's something wrong with her maybe she had like brain damage i just thought the worst mm-hmm. um and she, even when she did cry she didn't like know how to cry it was weird and um i mean now she knows how to cry but uh <laughs> you learned that pretty quick <laughs> yeah she uh it was a really weird weird experience she just like would sit there she would hang out and i guess it had something to do with candace's medication she mm-hmm. didn't end up taking her medication that night and uh the baby was like going through some sort of withdrawal or something like that um i think that's a very common thing but either way it was a very quiet um like two and a half hours i guess and in that way totally not what you had expected no like i was like like freaked out like there's mm-hmm. something wrong with this baby but uh, she said everything's like healthy so the midwife. Did the fact that Candace and the midwives that they were all staying quite calm and not freaking out help you not to freak out about it? Um, there was no like there was a time where Candace was like totally cool. She was sitting in the tub. She was just like exhausted from delivering the baby. She has, still hadn't delivered the placenta at that time. We only had one midwife because there was like everyone in Aries was having a baby, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. So she was just sitting in the tub and she put her in like this little Tupperware container, like this big Tupperware container with like a blanket at the bottom. And you could tell she was starting to work faster. She was like, oh, it's all good. But she was like, she was starting to work faster, trying to like pump her lungs a bit, trying to suck some things out. And I think she was starting to like, she even said after she did resuscitate her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think that's just like a common term. But like when I hear resuscitate, I'm like, oh, she like stopped breathing but she did like she was working way faster and she said uh she said she had to check off a lot of things before she could leave lola because she wasn't doing all the things she wanted her to do but she told us that after but she was pretty calm but i was like i was getting a little anxious for sure and kind of picking up on the increased speed and yeah picking up on those things definitely doesn't help um when you're already thinking worst case scenario and you're probably thinking oh i need to call that guy's wife we're gonna need ems here soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah shane you were right his name is shane you were right you shouldn't have done the home birth <laughs> and your wife thankfully, over please. <laughs> thankfully that wasn't the case and lola was was doing just great um i think it is interesting though like you made a good point about how um all you ever know is that when babies come out, they start crying. And I mean, from social, not social media, but from media, like TV and movies, that's what we see, right? A baby comes out and they are screaming. And I know for me, because I had a home birth as well, I I had to watch actually a lot of home birth videos to start normalizing that, okay, when baby's actually born in water, it's a much slower transition for them to start breathing on their own and start crying. So it doesn't sound like what other births might sound like. So um, I, I don't necessarily have a question for you there, just a comment, I guess, that I think water births in general are a bit quieter. <laughs> um, 
because the baby is literally being born into water first and not having that initial shock and needing to scream. So it's a, a graceful progression. And then when they do reach air, often it is um, just like a smaller cry or no cry at all. It's, it's just a lot different than what movies show us. So right. Right. not the only one to think that because I thought that too. I had no idea, honestly, until this conversation. Uh, and then I remember looking back on our like first 24 hours. Yeah, like, again, just like the baby didn't cry as much as I thought. And they were a lot sleepier than I thought they'd be. And like those first 24 hours were a lot different than what, again, you see on TV and movies where it's this screaming child that kind of needs your attention and there's a lot of work right away. And the first 24 hours, for me at least, were just very sleepy and very calm and would have been yeah. really easy to think, oh no, is something wrong? Yeah. And that's, I think now that you say that, I was like, yeah, maybe our, I think our first 24 hours were very, like, very relaxed. Like she didn't, she didn't even like, yeah, she didn't really cry. She just fussed a little. And then we just gave her that Clamora or what the, I don't know, not the milk, the other stuff. I'm really, no, it was, it was the Clamora. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we gave her that stuff and then um uh and, and then she yeah, she just went back to sleep and it was just yeah, just a very relaxing and we had we didn't leave our house. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. The week. I guess you want me to transition into the week. Sure. Yeah. So so Lola was born on a Sunday, right? She was born Sunday at uh I should know eight. 53 i don't know like nine ish i don't know and uh we immediately were like everyone the baby's born we like sent pictures out and and uh and she's pretty cute and um everyone was so excited for us and then we uh our parents came immediately like my, my dead parents lived down the road candace's parents lived like half an hour away and they both came and my parents got to hold her first and they were just like in love that's their first grandchild and they Actually, she spent the night there last night, and they love her so Aww. much. <laughs> and his parents too; they love her so much. Um, like, I, it's you know, it make, brings me joy to see how much they love her. And um, so it, it was just so great. They came, Candace's parents came, and then oh, did they stay the night? Maybe they might have stayed the night. I can't really remember that. But either way, so they came, and then um, the next day we like just our doors were open for like for so monday tuesday wednesday thursday our doors were just like completely open and then friday we like drove her to calgary to visit people um and what did we do on friday oh we went to a friend's house and, yeah I think so. i'll just chime in because i think candace has shared some of this so her description was um, yeah, that you guys have quite a big church community and a lot of friends and family that came by, brought meals whatsoever, came to meet Lola for, for, for the first time um, throughout the week. And then I think Friday you guys were at like a birthday or a campfire or something. Or, yeah, campfire. Uh, yeah, that's right. And like Candice wasn't really sleeping throughout that week. And uh, I thought like, you know, it was okay. It was just, we're just going to like, we're going to catch up on sleep one day. Yeah. And, she just wasn't sleeping and then she started to like um act a little funny a little spacey and i remember thursday night we were talking at our church and she took the mic from me and then said something like completely 
normal, but it was very out of character. I was like, what the heck was that? But whatever, I thought nothing of it. And, uh, and yeah, she just started acting a little bit out of character. And Friday, oh, we were at her parents' house during the day. Um, her brothers were there. She was like, oh, take a look picture. Look at, look at this picture to her brother. Look at this picture. And then she was very high energy all day. And then we went to the campfire and there's just something off. Something was like, something like switched in her, in her brain. And, um, and, and that I was like, okay, we just, we just got to get some sleep. Get, and, uh, so we got some sleep that night and this is where it gets a little foggy for me. Um, and you're just thinking like at this point, like, okay, let's get some sleep and I'll kind of just monitor it to kind of see, or you're just hoping let's just get I some just, sleep and then it'll just tired honestly like yeah. i just thought she was just she was just tired and and she said she said she was acting manic that's what she said in her mind and and i said okay like how do we fix that like is that just like a normal thing mm -hmm. um it kind of freaked me out because her brother went through that and and i remember one very and this happened another time but i remember when i would correct her like be like you know when your husbands are uh, maybe like you guys don't know but like when someone's like hey why did you do this this way you get like a little defensive and like hey well like don't tell me what to do um she's supposed to like that she's like oh sorry and i remember i remember i was like like the whole like bedtime process took way too long it was like two hours i was like can't come on like we got to get to bed way faster than this she's like yeah you're right okay and she would never like she would never be like oh okay she'd be like, well, hold on. Like she'd be a little more defensive. And I found that was very off. And, uh, so yeah, so that was Friday night and then Saturday, I can't really remember what happened, but Sunday, that's when, like, that's when it like went off the rails and she like, she like lost her mind. Um, and yeah, I guess like, how do I, how, how should I start this part of the story? And like, so Candace has told us the details, I think quite in depth of the Sunday and at least of what she can remember of what she can remember and having to try going to church in the morning and your grandpa and all the kind of steps that were involved in this Sunday. But as the Sunday was progressing, like as you're at the church and she's thinking she needs to fly to Toronto the three of you guys, um, are you getting like more and more concerned? Uh, like, and as these mass texts are being sent out, um, yeah, where are you at in, in this? Um, yeah, so it was like a slow build for my, my concern. I, I knew something was, was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't realize any, like, I didn't realize she was like having like a manic episode until we were like driving home from from church uh sometimes sometimes candace can get in like a in a way where and where she's like no i'm right like we just got to do it this way and it's a kind of like a it's like okay well whatever like um i'll just calm her down later mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> i thought maybe that was kind of what she's just like i want to go to toronto it's like well we're probably not gonna go to toronto let's be honest mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> and i just didn't like i didn't there's like a time and a place to have an argument and like middle of church was not one of them so mm -hmm. but we were driving home and she like made me take a picture of her while i was driving mm -hmm. and and i still have that picture and, and uh and i was like hey this she's like she's kind of like lost it a little and uh she was calling people and i, I was starting to freak out i i was 
I, I I didn't know what to do except for her to sleep. I like in my mind, I was like, she's got to she's got to sleep, and I'll take care of the baby. And um, uh, we gave her some maybe some sleeping medication um, to sleep, and she did sleep. She slept for like uh, four or five, no, maybe six hours. And um, I remember during that time, I was like, I knew that she was having a full manic episode, and I was like really scared really sad and I was really like almost angry at her like why because like I know her whole family suffers from mental illness mm -hmm. and I like blamed I like blamed her family for that and it was it was really I it was really like I was really mad at them and mad at her it's like why did I marry someone like this mm -hmm. what like I deserve this like we shouldn't have to go through this and um it was really sad it was a really hard day um Candace she did wake up and she woke up like worse which mm -hmm. was weird she woke up worse um and she thought I was gonna kill her like I was we were, had a steak we had like a steak knife and she thought I was gonna like, kill her um that was that was really sad she like wouldn't let me touch her and I was thought like oh man am I like a bad guy or something <laughs> um and but like I made like a like little prayer over her and and you know I saw her like transfer like she just like her mind like flipped. yeah yeah mm -hmm. it, it was weird it was just like so like like we well, I don't know but you, we believe in like um like God and mm -hmm. and uh the healing power and uh, like, I, honestly I saw her like flip from like fear to like trusting me in like an instant and she explained that too she actually explained that really well from her perspective I think where she was in complete almost like paralyzed fear and paranoia towards you and the potential well she she did think that you were going to kill her mm -hmm. um and then when you prayed over her it turned into wow like I she she this person loves me so yeah. much and cares and really deeply sorry for um ever hurting you or putting you through everything that you guys have gone through that day like she explained it as if it was a very like transformative moment like you're describing too like a blink of yeah. an eye kind of thing very yeah. interesting okay and it's yeah. very interesting also to hear because if i remember correctly and correct me if i'm wrong nicole is candace thought she slept for like 30 minutes yeah so yeah candace describes like being like that you had kind of helped set her up to go to sleep upstairs in your bedroom and i guess you have blackout curtains and you she says you put on some music for her which created um, an intense atmosphere through this but then she's like yeah i think i slept for total maybe like an hour or 30 minutes or something um so it's very interesting to hear the two hmm. Um, I think she, I think she was awake for a bit of it. Mm -hmm. um, and she was really scared by the music. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just wanted to have like some good music, uh, like some positive music in her room, and yeah. And I think she did sleep for a very long time. Uh, yeah, she, like, she would have just got up if she didn't sleep. Right, yeah. and but like you said, she woke up worse, not better. She woke up worse, um, but yeah. she did wake up more rested, I think, and then. And then I think she went back to bed mm -hmm. and then she slept the night. Um, okay. But I remember even journaling and I have that journal still. And I was like, so I was just like talking about all like my, um, I was talking about all like the uh, uh, things that I was going through, like the, the fears, the, mm -hmm. the, 
there's just the pain and then like it was just like you couldn't even like write this up I was just so defeated like mm -hmm. this is going to be my life and then like my uh I think my my aunt text saying my grandpa passed away um and we knew it was coming but I didn't think it was going to be that day mm -hmm. and it was like oh my goodness that is like yeah just yeah. just that was really hard as well and I was just I didn't tell Candace like like I just like decided not to tell her she didn't need to know that um because I, I took her phone from her so she couldn't she couldn't uh which I think get, is a wise idea yeah I think so yeah, <laughs> yeah so, well I mean it's sorry a really tricky situation that you're in because you've got not even a she's a week old now a week old baby yeah. you're trying to figure out new parenthood and then also this is happening as well with Candace so you really took on I think the lead role as the caretaker for Lola um and how was that for you like how was trying to figure that out and yeah I I immediately called um our friend Bree and she came and she dropped off formula because I don't think we had any formula or we had just a couple boxes of formula and I just always like heard, you know, oh, breast milk is the best. And, and, but, uh, formula, like she just told me, she had oh, spirit formula. Like it's just going to die. Fed is best. Fed is, fed is most important. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So we, I just like fed her formula and I just like, she was sleeping a lot at that time. She's just a week old. So I was just like, I would feed her, uh, change her diaper and then, um, just put her in her like put her in like little bed thing that I've set up and and then I would just like I don't know deal with my emotions then um but but yeah so that was that was that day and then we ended up going to the, to the hospital mm -hmm. um and uh, I guess this is kind of where you want me to go so I don't think you need to know the details of the hospital um they held her in the hospital and I was like this is where I was like really alone and I felt like what the heck like I am alone with this baby one week and a day or two old eight days old and and I was had to you know feed her change her um and uh so it was crazy and I was like really emotional I remember I had to just like leave the hospital with like Lola and Candace were together she was okay at this time she was still manic but she was still like she could feed and change her and have conversations. She was better, but she wasn't like great. Um, honestly, being in the hospital, I think she got worse. And uh, like, I could see it, like she was okay in the emergency room. She knew she needed help. And then she's like, she's kind of crazy again, like another two days later in the hospital. And so, um, but either way, I was, I remember I had to leave. I had to leave to go cry. I was like, so sad. I was like, what? In the world is happening here and I had to like I was like I'm just gonna go make a phone call or something so I would like just leave and just like just go sit on a bench because I couldn't be there I was like this is so sucky mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and in this moment I think you kind of touched on this on Sunday like where at this point you're really not sure if this is just an episode or if this is your life yeah right yeah. so like are you having moments of oh my goodness like what is life gonna look like here like Candace isn't well I need to take care of Lola on my own like what does work look like like are you how how, how far into the future I guess are you looking right now well I saw her brother go through a manic episode and he <clears throat> I, I, I seen the struggles that he went through and it was a long 
long episode like of, of mania bipolar and it was long and it's still like it's still hard for him and i was like this is gonna be the rest of my life and i thought why what like what have i done i thought and, and i hate i hate thinking this but like i was like why have i mar- why did i marry her like why like it was like i i mean i know it's like too thick and thin and i was gonna like help her out and, and stick through it but i was really just just mad that i was going through going through this um I, yeah i thought it was gonna be a forever thing um it's hard it's hard to see like a solution and and they were like oh you got to put her on new meds and 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 um it's like oh my goodness this is like because she's she's experienced anxiety attacks before and she's on medication for that and mm-hmm. we've, we've gone through that so i was like oh she's here we go again another thing and it's just like another thing and, and i i it was i i guess i i thought big picture maybe too much um It'd be hard not to, though, like, given the situation that you're in, it's very overwhelming. There's a lot, like, no answers, really, for quite a while. And there's all those big questions and concerns, and hormones are crazy in that time as well. And there's also increase of hormones in men, in dads as well during that time. So it is very difficult, uh, the situation that you were in. Well, and I'm sure you're sleep deprived at this point too. You have a eight, nine, 10 day old that you're now taking care of on your own, which means you're waking up throughout the night with her and being her, her sole caregiver. So. Yeah. And I'll say that like, I remember I was in the hospital, like I was in the bathroom, like, like I was like crying. I was so sad. And my mom called me and she just called me. She says like, Hey, how are things? And I can't remember if I told her everything. I don't think I told her everything. But I know she knew that I was like really struggling and and that Candace was in the hospital, but um and I told her about like my like that I didn't really deal with my grandpa, it was her mm-hmm. father in law. So um my dad was already out in Toronto and my mom was at home. So she's like, Well, why don't you just come sleep at our house? So she helped like tremendously. Like she helped stay up with the baby and then I would stay up with the baby one night and so we did it together it was it was funny i said i was like who would have thought that uh at 28 i'd be back at home with a baby <laughs> living at my mom's house so it was it was actually quite special because like my mom got to like be with be with lola um for an extended period of time like not just like see her here and there but she got to like really just like sleep with her in the same bed and and just like it was just a good experience for my mom i think um and I think it's really cool showing like the multi-generational support. Like she was full yeah. on supporting her son as well as her granddaughter at the same time. And I think it just shows the power of moms in this yeah. situation. Like it doesn't matter how old you are, you, you still need your mama. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I, yeah, I really relied on her there. Um, and yeah, it, but it was, it was a blessing and, and I remember, so, but yeah, to, to move on from that, I guess, like, we, like, I came back and I saw her and she was way worse. Like, she was just, she was way worse in the hospital and she couldn't sleep because they were checking on her, like, suicide watch or something and in the psych ward and, and, like, 
it was just, it was horrible. Like we were, she's walking, she was in an insane asylum or something, maybe not insane asylum, but she was like in a place with crazy people. She was one of them, but like she, uh, but like, she, I was like, what are you, like, why are you here? Like, if you're just here to sleep and you, she couldn't sleep. Like that was, yeah. that was the crazy part. Like she was there to sleep. And I was like, I called the doctor and actually like, thank God, like the doctor was cool. Uh, he was, he, I don't know if Ken's told you this part, but I was like, I was like, hey, like, can we get her out? He's like, no, nah, I don't think we should. But I was like, okay, so she's not getting sleep there and you're not going to put her on any new medication. You're, pre you're prescribing her sleep and rest, but she's not sleeping in the psych ward. So why can't she just sleep at our house? Like I, we have a good support system here. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'll just start discharge her. So it was like the easiest thing. And it was like, cause I know maybe there's some doctors out there that can be pretty prideful and, and uh, I think that's awesome though, that you had that phone call with him and advocated for, for your family and for Candace and said, you know what, like if treatments sleep, like we can support her with sleep here. I think that's awesome that you did that. Yeah. Instead of, and you, yeah, just, as a husband in this role to protect your wife, you're like, nah, this is not good for her. Yeah. And, and, and she's not going to get better where she is now. And when she's in that vulnerable yeah. position. So kudos to you for yeah. advocating. So and well. It was a hard it was a hard choice because we've told a lot of people what she's going through and they're all like, they love, like, I shouldn't say they love the hospital, but they're like, no, the hospital's where she needs to be without seeing her. They're very, they're very judgmental of my decision. And it was hard because I had people on one side saying, no, she's got to come home and we'll support her. And then the other people are like, no, this is the hospital. Like I'm like, there's, there's people that are like experts in mental health, like self-proclaimed experts. And it's like, um, we had a couple of Candace's friends that um, were like, no, you got to stay at the hospital. That's not how she gets, she doesn't get better at home. She gets better at the hospital. And it was like, well, I had a conversation with her doctor and it was, I was, I remember I was very, very annoyed um, because like they're making, people were making judgment calls. It wasn't just them, it was a few people. They were making judgment calls from never seeing her. They just like heard what was going on. So, and I know they judged us for that, but whatever, whatever we, like, I think we made the right choice. Um, so yeah, we, we got her home and it was like, she, she stayed at, spent time at my mom's house and um, with me, her mom came, her brother came and she wasn't well when she came home. She was really bad uh, when she came home, like probably as bad as she's ever been when she came home. And that was, my mom was crying too. She's like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Like um, she, but, I just said like she just needs sleep. She just needs sleep, and and we got her some sleep, and she she started to recover. So she snapped into it really really fast, but she snapped out of it really fast as well. Mm -hmm. um, Thankfully, but, like, and I'm sure that was a relief to you as well because during this time you're like, how long is this gonna go on for? That's a really scary uh, situation to be in when you're like, this could be a quick snap out. Or this could be a long time. So thankfully, you're right that it was a quick in and quick out uh, situation. And I, it's really cool to hear your support system. Like obviously, Nicole and I are both, not obviously, but we're both very close with our moms as well. Um, yeah. So it's really cool to hear the support that you guys had as well, because it's so important. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. And like our fridge was full and I remember if I'll, I'll touch on this one thing because it's kind of funny I was like I was so upset with my life and and our church was so amazing but like what they would they came and they cleaned our whole house it was so amazing uh did Candace tell you that they oh, like cleaned that's it. awesome 
the baseboards they cleaned everything like there's a lady that spent like an hour and a half two hours on her bathtub uh like there was like a whole like uh like an army of ladies that just cleaned our house and they filled our house our fridge full of full of uh of casseroles and stuff and i was like and i remember thinking like i was so upset i was like i said there's i was going through such a hard time and the only thing that they were doing was giving me like pasta and cheese to eat like I was like I was like there's not enough casseroles that can save save my life right now but it was a very I was I was a little ungrateful there but I, I am very grateful for for their support like they they rallied around us and and uh it was just like that's what like a true church community is supposed to be um and like it's it's just uh, and like I saw it on full display like they loved us and they 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 like they weren't going to let us go down and it was the hands and feet like they were doing the stuff that you guys couldn't do at that time and that's really it does show the body of christ in this situation so that's really cool to hear as well yeah it was it was awesome like yeah i just i was i I just even got emotional just thinking about it like we had we had support yeah and that's so cool to hear and i'm so thankful that you guys did have this and i it's really also cool to hear how hard you advocated for Candace because you were in a very difficult situation at this time and you're not sure you're like I think it's the best situation to take her home um I was angry so like you easily could have just been like well no like I'm not I'm like you could have just said I don't have the capacity for this right now I just Mm. need to figure out like my own stuff and deal with Lola right now but you you Stepped up in this situation and like you stepped up in a situation that I don't know where you even found the energy to do so. So that's really, really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a hard choice because we did have people on on both sides telling us like having to block out the noise and trying to just like trust what you thought was best. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe it wasn't the best choice, but she's better now. And like, like sometimes I think you just like, and I helped. I had help making this choice, but like, you gotta get. You guys just like make a decision. I think making a decision, even though it may might not be like the right decision, is just it's just sometimes just the right thing to do. If that makes, if it's that better makes sense. than no decision. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah, I first of all, I'm really thankful that Candice is doing much better now. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open with your story and about the hard times that came along with it. Because uh, obviously it wasn't easy a lot of those times. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for sharing. Before yeah. we close up, are there any final thoughts or any final final things you wanted to mention or bring up? or any? Uh, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of things we missed. Um, I, I, there is one thing. There was... Uh, through talking with people like even in just our church there was two ladies that went through uh postpartum psychosis as well and or mania or whatever that she was diagnosed with but we're like we had no idea we didn't even know this was a thing and we were expecting we're full-on expecting like the depression to come in and i was like i was i remember i was like i wish this was depression (laughs) like even though i never i should never wish that but like yeah i was i remember thinking like I would way rather have a depressed wife than a manic wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but this lady was like, oh yeah, I went through that too. She's like, oh, and the second baby was worse. She's like, there wasn't enough doors to rip off in the house. She ripped off you all didn't the doors. You didn't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But we're, we're like, we'll probably just get 
help for the next one. But uh, <laughs> it's interesting that like it just wasn't isn't talked about. I think enough because I'm yeah. sure during this you're just like my wife's the only one who's ever gone through this before. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I remember just driving home and I was like, I looked at somebody like beside me in a car and I was like, you have no idea what I'm going through. <laughs> I was like, your life is perfect. And I, I just, I, I always, I tend to do that. But um, yeah, I, I just remember like, yeah, we had, there's two ladies in our church that also went through postpartum psychosis and they went crazy. And uh, we, and I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's okay. Like their life is okay. Yeah. And it's, it's okay now. Uh, and my. Not that it makes it any easier as you're going through it, but it definitely maybe makes it feel. Gives you some hope. Less catastrophic. So in the moment where you're not sure that there's solutions or an end, maybe that kind of helps you see, okay, well, they, they made it through. They're okay now. So we're going to be okay too. Yeah. 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 And then now it's just like, we just got to monitor Candace. That's it. We just have to make sure she sleeps uh, enough. And I know there's times I can't, I don't get up in the middle of the night, um, but Lola is sleeping better. But we found that like, um, she sleeps from seven till 10 now. Like, so Candace would get up at seven o'clock and that would like, that'd be, that would be like, she, she'd like take away a lot of hours of sleep. So now she's just sleeping better, Lola's sleeping better, Candace sleeping better. I think we got a good grasp on it and we're just monitoring it and um, moving forward. I think that's just what we're going to have to do because um, she gets really into it fast as well. Yeah. And I think, again, I like thank both you and Candace for sharing your stories because bringing, I mean, you sharing your story with your church family, you find out, okay, two other women have gone through this as well. And uh, should any of our listeners go through something like this, it's, uh, I think it brings a lot of hope. So I yeah, do totally. appreciate it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, sure, like so I'm, I'm sure for me, like, if I was going to look up, like, I just Google like postpartum psychosis and podcast i'm sure there's like somebody's going to come across this because somebody else is going to go through this and um i'm sure like just like no it's going to be okay i guess <laughs> um, yeah but, yeah with that being said do you have any little tidbits of advice for partners that might be going through something similar mm, uh, i don't know because i wasn't like just yeah maybe join a church <laughs> that's good uh, but, yeah like find I think finding your community right because that really yeah. was what helped like Elizabeth said they were able to do the stuff you couldn't do right so they kept the house clean they kept your fridge full um mm -hmm. one thing I learned from you so I, I'll spit it out just so that other people can hear it too is just the fact that you did make that decision like you said someone had to make the call about wanting to have her home so I think having that strong back to make a decision and advocate for what you think is best is really important here because otherwise yeah. it could have been a lot longer of a process if the doctors kind of went back and forth and no real decisions were being done yeah yeah i think i just yeah i made a decision and stuck to it um yeah, yeah and community that's it i guess that's yeah. the only thing the way i got through it i think um, those both are awesome things though so yeah. maybe to end on a happy note what has been your favorite thing about being a dad so far? Uh, hmm. Well, or favorite thing, honest, we can't pick one. <laughs> to, 
Oh, no, I'm thinking of a good one. Okay. To, to be honest, I actually, I was going to touch on it at the beginning. Um, parenting hasn't been like the funnest thing. It's been like really hard. And I've, I thought like when she was born, I can't believe I forgot to say it. But when she was born, I thought like, oh, it's going to be this magical moment. I'm going to cry. And I was like, this is like, okay, there's just this other person that cries a lot now in this house. And now I got to like take care of her. Um, she's really like, when well, now that she's like smiling a little bit, oh, it's just, it's really, it's really quite nice. Um, uh, I have my six month, six week parental leave in, in the summer. So I'm going to try to spend a lot of time with her. Oh, uh, be awesome. Yeah. Right now I'm not spending a lot of time with her and I really am quite upset by that, but it's, it's okay. Uh, she's just so cute. She's like the cutest baby ever. And I just love just looking at her and, and, uh, now that she's smiling, um, it, yeah, I like, I like that about it. And I love the joy that she's brought to our life and to my parents' life and to Candace's parents' life. She's just like, everyone just loves her. And it's just like, life is such a beautiful thing. And it, it there's not a lot of things that I love about being a parent, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean. Um, there's, there's a lot of sacrifice that I wasn't expecting. And yeah, I'm actually um, glad you brought that up. Cause I think, I think that's not always talked about. Like you said, you were expecting this magical moment of, yeah whatever that we think it's gonna look like and you're right it's not that it's it's a lot of sacrifice it's a lot of change it's a lot of unpredictability it's a lot of not feeling adequate um a lot of self-doubt that comes with that and it's super hard to be prepared for that so yeah. but then she goes like gives you a little smile and you're like ah oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good thing she's cute because sometimes yeah like, oh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, Anthony, and being so open about your story. And thanks to Candace for joining us those last three weeks. And tune in next week for another Brunch with Mamas podcast. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. 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 Bye.